Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Well, we hope you did not start Ben Roethlisberger. If you did and you're moving on, congratulations. You're probably one of the few. Welcome to the Week 16, yeah, Championship Week. We made it. Waiver Wire Show. And not only did we make it, Dave, we've got one of the best Waiver Wire Weeks of the year, right? It's yeah, wa- it's I think this would qualify just in time for 80% of the people who play fantasy football to not have the <laughs> chance to pick up these guys. Yeah, probably. Yeah, not not great timing. D- Jamie, uh, waiver waverometer zero to ten. Ten. I mean, you have uh, potentially two starting quarterbacks, um, four starting caliber running backs. Yes, uh, the receivers aren't exactly great. But they're they're very good number three receivers, and a couple of starting tight ends. So it's uh it's pretty exciting. Two two really great options in Jalen Hurts and Tony Pollard. If the, especially Pollard, if he gets a chance to start, and obviously Hurts, uh, based on what he's done. Yeah, and this is the first week where, it, first week in a while where there weren't like fifteen wide receivers that uh, that I found interesting. So it's an oddly kind of weak week for wide receivers, but it's pretty good everywhere else. Um well done. Yeah, thank you. Like you should be running to the running backs, but it's weak <laughs> at why it's it's a weak week. Ah, all right, forget it. Yeah, too, yeah, you, too much. you were, you were ahead you. and then you yeah. went back. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I've listen, been there, Adam. I know what that's like. New segment, new segment just for today. It's called We Hate the Steelers. Tell me how the Steelers screwed you in a fantasy matchup. <laughs> Jay Burleson wrote in and said, non-PPR, I got talked into playing Juju even though he already won. Uh, oh, wait. A team in my league. It wasn't him. Oh, okay. Thank goodness, Jay. A team in my league got talked into playing Juju even though he already won just in case there was a stat correction and he lost by .34 because of the fumble. Oh, oh my God. That's horrible. Oh, that's terrible. That's we hate the Steelers for sure. Jamie, IDP League, I thought you had it locked up, man. I did too. Uh, it, it's funny. I was playing against Jake Seeley of The Athletic, and uh, he was the two seed. I was the three seed. And uh, he was ahead by 20 points with Tyler Boyd. I had Roethlisberger and Ebron. So obviously the Ebron-Boyd was negated because both of them had zero fantasy points with their injuries. So I thought, okay, Roethlisberger will give me a shot. Uh, I was down by eight um, when the Steelers were trailing 24-10. And I thought, okay, he'll get a touchdown in one of these two possessions that they'll get. And the Steelers, I, I thought, would would end up rallying and, and potentially tying the game. Uh, so when Benny Snell ran one, I'm like, okay, we'll get the ball back. And he'll throw one in. And uh, sure enough, they went four and out. And the Bengals uh, pulled off the upset. So, yeah, very frustrating for uh, – for me in that league, congratulations to Jake. But uh, no. uh, funny scenario, based on the email that you said, I, I haven't checked. I'm going to go look. But I was up 
the team I share with my brother-in-law, we were up with only Roethlisberger to go, I think by 11 points. <laughs> I'm hoping there was not some screwy scoring in that league that I don't know. <laughs> and he said, as uh, he was actually uh, on, on a trip, him and his family and, and my wife and kids for this weekend. So I called my wife and I was telling her, I was like, oh yeah, tell, tell Kyle, my brother-in-law that we won. And he goes, oh, no, no, don't say anything in case Roethlisberger has like negative 11 points. So yeah. I'm looking to score. <laughs> Thankfully, we won. <laughs> oh, okay. He scored eight points, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so. Yeah. Not good. All right, Dave, how about you? Did, did, do you hate the Steelers? No, I love the Steelers. Oh, you benefited. Love them. Hugs, hugs and kisses to the Steel City. Uh, the only competitive game that I had left going into Monday night was against Jamie. And it was a half PPR league. Jamie had Deontay Johnson. I had... Mike Hilton and Minka Fitzpatrick, and I was up 20, and I finished winning by about 20. You know, it's really? interesting in that one, Dave, because uh, I have Benny Snell. And, oh, I know. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was, <laughs> thank my, you. My, my team, my team is awesome in this league. Yes. It's completely ravaged by injuries this season. Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Christian McCaffrey. This is a 14 team PPR league. This would have been my third time in the finals in four seasons had I beaten Dave. And Dave's team is really good. Uh, but I was, I was, this was my running backs for this weekend, uh, including flex was Zach Moss, Mike Davis and Jamal Williams. <laughs> oh, boy. And I really thought, you know, let me take a shot on Benny Snell of one of those guys. But I'm like, you know, Williams will catch a couple passes. Uh, it was a favorable matchup. I thought maybe, you know, some garbage time he would play well. He gets hurt. Uh, obviously doesn't, doesn't finish the game. Moss wasn't, um, as he played well, but obviously Singletary broke off the run. Had I played Snell over Jamal Williams, what would the... I don't think you would have won because Johnson wasn't that great. I don't think Snow was worth twenty and a half PPR, was he? Johnson Johnson was pretty good yesterday. Uh, no, I still I still would have fell short. I still would have fell short because okay. uh, Jamal Williams was three points and Snell was eighteen. Yeah. So I'm so glad I won too because I started Kareem Hunt over Tony Pollard, and I, usually when I make a bad decision like that in a playoff game, it bites me. It bit me last week with Miles Sanders. Going on my bench, and uh, I'm I'm glad I survived. And I've got I guess I guess one other thing, week. one other thing that I did consider, Dave, uh, which would have put me ahead, was uh, I was really torn between Traquan Smith and Michael Gallup, and I played Traquan just with the upside of him starting with uh, with uh, oh, he got Michael hurt too. Man, so if you right, but at least Gallup scored first. So if you had gone with Gallup, Snell, if I played Gallup and Snell, which I considered, you I would have caught me. Well, thank you. Appreciate All right. That. Hey, congrats, Dave. <laughs> All right. So Dave loves the Steelers. Deontay Johnson and Benny Snell came through. Jo- Johnson had eight catches, 59 yards and a touchdown. I'm getting a little tired of people killing Deontay Johnson for his inefficiency, his yards per catch, whatever. The drops you can kill him for. But like, I mean, kill Juju. He played well last night. Like, kill Juju. He did play. He made some tough catches. You got to get on Juju too. And Ben Ben was terrible. I mean, Roethlisberger was really awful. Um, yep. we'll, we'll, I guess we'll... Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more later. There's you not like much how his more. camp leaked that he's going to play in 2021 when he has a 40, $41 million cap uh, <laughs> it on the table? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a really bad performance coming off of that report. But, okay, anyway, the person who probably hates the Steelers the most is big Steelers fan Ryan Wilson. Check out the Pick 6 podcast. He made a bet with John Breach that he has to get a tattoo that Breach will now design if the Steelers lost to the Bengals, which of course seemed unfathomable, but it happened. And Ryan Wilson is going to have to get a tattoo. And uh, this is pretty amazing. I've been following me on Twitter. It's hysterical. Check out the Pick 6 podcast. Top waiver wire priorities. Here we go. Jamie, uh, give, me, give me a few names. Who are we looking at? 
Jalen Hurts and Tony Pollard to me are the two stars. Uh, you know, Hurts, again, he's got top five upside this week. Um, he's in my top five. I think there's an, a great opportunity against the Cowboys with what he's shown you as a rusher. We talked about this last week. You know, I was really excited about him last week. Um, he was uh, he was a starting quarterback for me in starts it, and and he was clearly awesome, 43 fantasy points. Um, so he's, he's a star and a league winner. And Tony Pollard could be the same thing. You know, he had uh, 12 carries for, uh, what was it, 60 yards and a touchdown, or 12 carries for whatever yards he had, and, um, six, right. six catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'm sorry. He had two rushing touchdowns and six catches for 63 yards on nine targets. So he did a great job filling in for Ezekiel Elliott. He's been much more explosive than Elliott is dealing with the calf injury and another great matchup against Philadelphia. They've struggled running back so late. So those are the two standouts by far. And then after those guys, I hope Jeff Wilson's healthy. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He's got a chance to be a starting fantasy running back this week with his matchup against the Cardinals. And the same thing for Savan Ahmed if Miles Gaskin is out. So those would be the top four guys. I think Ahmed shown you enough in the three times that he's played without Gaskin, uh, especially with this matchup this week against the Raiders. He's got top 12 upside. Um, so hopefully Gaskin sits out one more week. Okay. First of all, let me let me go back to Pollard. You know, the Eagles do give up a lot of touchdowns, but they have a good run defense. And Pollard, he had a 40-yard touchdown run. Dave talked about this on Sunday. He had a 40-yard touchdown run. Other than that, he probably had about 11 carries for like 25 yards. I don't remember the stats right off the top of my head. So I don't know if... Are you concerned about that? And then, you know, the Eagles are really good against pass-catching running backs. So there's that. There's also Pollard, Wilson, Ahmed. They all could be number two running backs on their own team. You know, Zeke could be back. You never know with Mostert and uh, and Gaskin. I, I thought we were expecting Gaskin to come back. Um, so it's hard, it's hard to say when they're placed on the COVID list. You know, we don't know. That's true. Uh, what? So, so yeah, I mean, how aggressive? I guess it's kind of a different question now when there are only two teams left. But Dave, do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you see sure. downside with these running backs? The only, the only downside I see in terms of adding them to your roster, forgetting about like what they could do for your fantasy team is, is if you're, if you're debating getting them versus Jalen hurts, like if you need a quarterback and a running back, maybe you made it to your final with Ben Roethlisberger and James Robinson. And, and now you aren't going to feel good about going with either of those guys. How do you prioritize the list? And I, I think you've got to play it really safe here and take the quarterback who you know is going to play versus the running back who, and, and it's it's for all three of them. I think Pollard would be the starter. I think he showed plenty for, for the Cowboys to say, okay, we're just we're we're gonna let Zeke rest. He's our future at the position, maybe. Let's just let him rest and let's see what Tony Pollard can do. And maybe Pollard will be the future at the position. Wilson, good running back, capable of handling the load against Arizona. Let's let Raheem Mostert with his ankle cool off. Uh, shut him down maybe for the rest of the season. Same thing with Ahmed and Gaskin if Gaskin isn't ready. But because there's a little bit of uncertainty, especially with the first two guys, Pollard and Wilson, I would prioritize Hertz first and lock in those fantasy points for the championship game. Is there a case? I saw this stat. It was yeah. it was fascinating on Pollard. Uh, this is from uh, an NFL Network producer. Uh, Tony Pollard has as many 20-plus yard plays from scrimmage since week nine as Ezekiel Elliott has in his last 345 touches. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, so going it's back alarming. to last year. It's alarming. It is alarming. It's like and it's a good Bell. sign for Pollard, too. Yeah. but um, And, and I, I liked the reason why I feel okay with Pollard, even with that matchup, Adam, is because of the receptions. 
And yes, Philadelphia is good against pass catching running backs. I still think Andy Dalton will lean on him in the passing game, and there's potential for him to have another five catches. And, listen, and like you said, Adam, they give up touchdowns. Uh, yeah, they it's, they've allowed a running back to score again at least 100 total yards in six games in a row. How about they've allowed a touchdown or a running back in all but four games this year? Yeah. And, uh, so this is Philadelphia we're talking about, and that's, yeah. that's who Powers playing. And, but this is a huge game. Every team is still alive in the NFC East, so... I, that makes me feel like if Zeke can play, they will they will bring him back. They are not going to just rest him. They're not auditioning for the future right now. They're trying to win the division, um, right? But if Pollard is their best player, yeah. But I but do you think Jerry Jones is treating it that way? And, by, and they, they they are in a tough spot because well, they lost. Here's what's going to happen if Zeke ends up playing. If Zeke ends up playing, it's going to be both of them. Yeah. There won't be one guy getting seventy percent of the snaps. It's going to be both of them in and out of the lineup. Right, and that wouldn't be good. Uh, so I guess, could you make a case that Daryl Henderson is the best waiver wire option? No, because he stinks every time he gets an opportunity. <laughs> well, that's not true. He was pretty good earlier this year. Yeah, Beth, but I mean, the, the sample size from the beginning of the season through the middle to the end until Akers took over was miserable. Yeah, no, I I think it really, he started playing poorly after the Miami game when he hurt his ankle. I think it was his ankle. And I don't know if he's hurt or not, but he's been pretty bad since then. And Cam Akers has taken the job, but he was a, he was a pretty reliable running back. Uh, I mean, you know what the situation is with Seattle? You got to score. So if he scores, yeah. we'll be okay. He scored against them in the first meeting. He had seven carries for twenty eight yards in that game. So I mean, it's just the the, the track record for me is he's he's a flex at best. So okay. I I just I think there's much more upside at this point. And look, like Dave said, you know, we're talking about. Two managers, for the most part, in every fantasy league. Now, there are people that are competing in a consolation game in some cases. There are leagues that play into Week 17. So it's probably a little bit broader than the scope that we're talking to people here. But for the most part, it's just, you know, winner versus, you know, uh, the two teams playing for the championship. So if you're starting Daryl Henderson, you're probably stuck. These other guys, though, have so much more upside if they get those jobs. So if you're looking at Henderson versus Wilson versus Pollard versus you want to throw Benny Snell in there, too, obviously – with what he showed you last night, uh, also tough matchup. But you know, I, I just think Henderson's behind those guys. Okay, and Dave, what? If, yeah, Benny Snell needs to be mentioned as well. Maybe Connor's back next week, but Snell's been pretty solid. Three of the four games where he's gotten a lot of work. What about Le'Veon Bell? He's seventy-three percent rostered, I believe. If he is out there, yeah, and, and Pollard and Wilson and Ahmed, I prioritize him third. If, if you can still get your hands on Le'Veon Bell, like I'd rather have Pollard and Wilson with the exception being that if you just absolutely have to play it safe and you want a guy who you know is going to play and have a good role, Bell will, we, we can say that about Bell on Tuesday morning. The thing, the thing about Le'Veon that makes me a little nervous is they are clearly uh, going to the playoffs. They are, I think, locked into the one seat, if I'm not mistaken, after Pittsburgh's loss last night. Because Buffalo uh, has three losses and Pittsburgh has three losses. I think losses. they have to win this week. Okay, so they have to win this week. Um, they just saw Edwards Hilaire go down. They don't know what his status is for the playoffs. Are they going to run Le'Veon Bell into the ground in this game? No. Or are they going to mix and match with Daryl Williams? Yes. Knowing that they have to have some semblance of a guy who they can trust, and clearly they trust Bell over Williams. So I just don't know how much work Bell will get in this game, and maybe even next week at all if they play. So. I'd be a little bit cautious about Le'Veon Bell after watching Clyde Edwards-Lair get hurt. And plus, we just saw <laughs> three weeks ago Clyde Edwards-Lair was out and Bell stunk, you know? But uh, they've been running the ball a little bit more lately. 
So mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Um, by the way, uh, Jeff Wilson said he's fine. There are no issues. He did have an injury. So if you take him at right. his word, that's a that's a great sign. If Mostert's out, then it's, it's a good thing for him, obviously. Uh, if you need just you need 20 points from your quarterback this week, you're a little worried. You got Roethlisberger. Maybe you're worried about Russell Wilson or something. Maybe Jalen Hurts isn't available. How about this? Just the, all these quarterbacks are set up for you know at least 20 points. Baker Mayfield at the Jets. Six of the last seven quarterbacks to face the Jets have scored 23 or more. That's six point per passing touchdown leagues, by the way. Trubisky against Jacksonville. A quarterback has scored 20 or more against Jacksonville in eight straight games. <laughs> Stafford's hard to trust because he's really injured. But Tampa Bay has allowed nine. He plays. 19, yeah, 19 or more fantasy points to eight straight quarterbacks and 29 or more to four of their last six. So they've been horrible against quarterbacks lately, the Bucks, And Tua Tungabailoa, five of the last seven quarterbacks to face the Raiders have scored 20 more, 21 or more fantasy points. So it's really just loaded at, at, at quarterback, loaded at running back, not bad at tight end and wide receiver. You know, there's a, there are always wide receivers. You didn't mention Dalton also, who's got a good matchup as well, given the state of what Philadelphia secondary looks like. And he scored 20 or more in three Mm -hmm. of the five starts he's made since coming back. Yeah. Um, So we'll give you your news and notes, and we'll give you some more waiver wire names. We'll recap that Monday night game. Uh, But CBS Sports and Westinghouse are teaming up to give away 10 prizes for the holidays. That's even better than the waiver wire. This is including a curved gaming monitor and a portable power station perfect for tailgates. You want one of these gifts, people? Go to cbssports.com slash happy holidays to enter. We'll get the link in the episode description. The contest ends on Christmas on December 25th, so go to cbssports.com slash happy holidays. And Ben, you're going to have to remind me to put the episode link in the description because I know I'm going to On it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to forget about Twitch tonight at 8 p.m., our, uh, no, not our last. We're going to do one next week as well, I assume. But waiver wire Tuesday night. I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't commit to that. Sorry. I have commitment issues anyway. Uh, Twitch 8 p.m. tonight. Let's just do that. No Twitch Thursday, right, Ben? No Twitch Thursday. Twitching Sunday. And then next Tuesday, we'll have a season recap. That'll be our final okay. Twitch. There we go. I knew it. I knew it. All right. So tonight at 8 p.m., we'll see you there. Twitch.com slash FF today. Cam Akers is out for the rest of the regular season with a high ankle sprain. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott might play. James Robinson has an ankle injury. That's not exactly a situation where we're rushing to grab his backup. Clyde Edwards-Elair, same situation as Cam Akers. Christian McCaffrey could be back this week. Wouldn't that be nice? George Kittle, could he be back this week? Yep. He could. Has a chance. Oh, my gosh. The most so you're saying loaded waiver wire. 71% rostered. Eric Ebron and Tyler Boyd left early. Uh, they did not have catches. Ito Smith is Atlanta's lead running back. Anybody want Ito Smith at Kansas City? Um, obviously, the Falcons do. I don't know why. <laughs> their other choices absolutely suck. Yeah, sure. he's been the best guy lately. There's no question. Yeah, but their best guy is like the worst guy for fantasy. You've got to be super-duper desperate to go with Ito. Okay. Ito. Um, Seattle is going to get Greg Olson back this week. They could get Josh Gordon this week. Big game against the huge game against the Rams. Huge. Stefan Gilmore is out for the season. John Brown is a name we haven't mentioned yet, but he could be a, a very popular waiver wire pickup. And Stefan Diggs hurt his foot. We know that we're expecting him to play. Is that true? Yes. Okay. 
They, the expectation is yes, but they're going to monitor it. And again, another situation where how uh, how much will Buffalo press him if he's not 100% knowing that they're clearly headed for the playoffs. Yeah, but they've got a, they've got a real chance of that two seed. Now, I don't know how much that matters. They're not getting a bye anymore with the two seed, but it is a nice thing to have. Uh, they are the two seed, aren't oh, they? Oh, I'm sure the two seed matters a lot to them. Are they the two seed right now? I guess look at that. Which, that are they yes. the two seed? They're right the now. two seed right now. Yeah, yes. they they took over. Um, they are eleven and three. Pittsburgh is eleven and three, but they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when the Steelers lose to the Colts this week, and the Browns beat the Jets, that's going to set up a Week Seventeen showdown, right? Browns and Steelers. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if the Steelers yes, uh, get ready for the NFL to flex that game? What happens if the Steelers win this week and the Browns win? Like, because the Steelers beat the Browns earlier, so who would get the tiebreaker if the Browns beat the Steelers in Week Seventeen? Do we know? I think the Steelers would have a game advantage on them, right? Well, they're game up now. So if they both win, they go into Week Seventeen. If the Browns beat the Steelers, they'll What's finish their with divisional the same. record. Who, who's got the better? They would both end up at six and two, or six and two with that in that scenario. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, looking, I'm looking at their. I'm looking at, uh, the Steelers would have the better record. So okay. I guess that means the Steelers clinch the division if they win this week. Sounds right. Probably. Okay. Yes, they do. Thank yeah, you, they've got to win one more game to clinch the division. Uh, all right, let's go back to the waiver wire. Top three at each position. Let's get some more names out there. Dave, quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts and... Hurts is one. Trubisky is two. Mayfield is three. And you only asked for three, so I won't tell you that Mariota's four. <laughs> so you said Mayfield two? No, Trubisky, Trubisky two. two. Okay, Jamie, how do you order Hashtag that? Jaguars. Uh, it is Jalen Hurts one, Baker two, Trubisky three. Do you guys care? And you could have, have said a... hashtag Jets for yeah, it... Mayfield. <laughs> I mean, both of them have really good matchups, but I Baker is on fire right great. now. He is absolutely playing out of his mind, looking like the number one overall pick from a few years ago. Uh, just fantastic performance against the Giants. Obviously, they were down several guys in their secondary, but uh, four straight games of just solid production, fantasy wise, and three straight games of just excellent football. He is playing very, very well. Playing right in rhythm, throwing well, good accuracy. But I, I think Trubisky might have a little bit of a higher ceiling. Because the Jaguars have a better chance of staying in it than the Jets? No, because I think the Bears are willing to throw it either way, and Trubisky will run it a little bit more. You want a prediction? The Jaguars okay. are going to win, and the Jets are going to be so pumped. That's the, You want that for your, the Jets fan in your life. No, I don't care. I mean, I don't really think that's going to happen, but I, the Jaguars are better than the Jets. They they actually might win another game. The Jets. No, the Jaguars are actually well. smarter than the Jets at this point. They got their win. They realized how stupid it was, and now they're playing their worst quarterback in Gardner Mitchell. They're, uh, <laughs> all right, running backs. So we, we talked about, I don't know how much more we want to get into this, but let's just throw it out there again. Jamie, the top running back priorities. Uh, Tony put, Pollard put, is one. Sorry, Jeff put, let's put put Le'Veon Bell. Let's say Le'Veon Bell's available now. Now rank them. Tony Pollard is one. Saman Ahmed is two. Uh, Jeff Wilson's three. Le'Veon Bell's four. Okay, and, and so your big concerns about Bell are are the workload. I just don't know how much that he'll actually have to play in this game because they typically throw to score, they throw to win, and they run when they feel like it. Yeah. Plus, is Le'Veon, like, good? Well, I mean, Le'Veon just had his best game of the season with 14 PPR points. Yeah. Um, obviously, no Edward Solaire. 
And the Falcons' run defense has clearly been better since Raheem Morris has taken over, but they have allowed some production the last few weeks. They did allow two touchdowns to another retread guy that everybody hates in Leonard Fournette. So we'll see. Uh, it's a different offense, different different animal. But I just don't know if Le'Veon's going to walk walk in and get 20-plus touches in this game and have the success, I think, that people are hoping for. Yeah, 20-plus touches would be very surprising because Darrell Williams is definitely going to have a role, and you just don't see... You don't often see these running backs getting that that much work. Um, all right, wide receivers. Dave, who are the top wide receivers this week? My top wide receiver is Russell Gage, who's given you good PPR numbers each of the past three weeks. Emmanuel Sanders is right behind him. Hollywood Higgins right behind him. None of these guys would be any better than the lowest of low-end number two fantasy wideouts. Jamie's got a different name atop the list. Right, yeah, John, John Brown. Brown for sure for me. I mean, if Diggs is out, then John Brown's in an amazing role, and John Brown was playing great before he got hurt, and now they're taking on a Patriots team without Stephon Gilmore. That's clearly packing it in at this point. So uh, if the way that Josh Allen's playing, if you tell me that Stephon Diggs is out and John Brown is in, he's number one by far and it's not close. All right, what if he's yeah, not but it out, doesn't though. sound like that's going to be the case, though. It sounds like Diggs is going to be okay. You're, I mean, You're, you're I, taking chances with any of these guys. I like Russell Gage a lot. I like Rashard Higgins a lot as well. But I think if you're taking for the most upside of any of these guys, it's John Brown by far. Could you it, let's say I really needed a receiver? I'm set everywhere else. Could I wait to pick up John Brown? Because I'm figuring that the one to three other fantasy managers in my league may not be as keen on adding Brown and I can go and get. Gage I mean, first. you can or would but you rather I, I, hold on or would you rather get Brown first knowing that Gage Sanders Higgins, they're not exactly superstars. You could double back for them later if Brown ends up not playing or if Diggs does end up playing. There, there's no superstar of this group. Gage has played well, but we know the Chiefs have not given up a lot of fantasy points to receivers all season long. However fluky it may be, it is what it is. Higgins gets the Jets. Great matchup. Will they run? Will they throw? I mean, I think that's kind of why you're a little down on Baker Mayfield as opposed to starting Trubisky. Uh, you said the same thing about Jared Goff last week and that back-end uh, back <laughs> way into proving itself correctly by the Jets performing the way that they did. Um but I mean, you know, if if you think that you can't get John, if you think that you have to get one of those other guys to get guaranteed production, then sure, don't take John Brown first. But if you're looking for the most upside, I don't see it anybody other than John Brown. Well, I think the other thing is John Brown has been really good, even when Diggs has played. Diggs has played every game. You know, right. John Brown, he still could have a really good game. Um, Russell Gage at the Chiefs is is very interesting because the Chiefs have allowed 97 yards or a touchdown to six wide receivers in their last six games. I'm sorry, I'm just not buying that they're good against wide receivers. They yeah, sometimes good wide receivers disappoint, but I'm just not buying it. And that those stats I just gave doesn't even include like Lynn Bowden, who counts as a running back in you know in CBS scoring, and he was pretty good against them. So uh, and then Emmanuel Sanders, he's. I mean, I think he's a must-start when Emmanuel, when Drew Brees is healthy and Michael Thomas isn't. He's a must-start. Like he had a seventy-five yards, and they and Drew Brees had a terrible game, and now he's facing Minnesota. I, I think you know he's seventy-one percent roster. Great opportunity. So. I mean, he's just not in the range of the guys that we are are typically talking about. You don't think he's in the Russell Gage? No, no, no. He's, he's not in the range of the, the, the percentages. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If he's available, sure. Sanders should be first. Like over John Brown? Nah, second. Okay. All right, so so those are the prizes, at least. It's John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Russell Gage, and Rashard Higgins, who's at the Jets, and the Jets 22nd against wide receivers. What's And what's the latest on John Brown? 
Like, is it likely he's, he's activated off IR? He was practicing last week, but not off the IR list yet. So he's eligible. It's like the same thing with Kittle. If we talk okay. About. So we we don't know that he's for sure coming back. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee he plays. Again, that's why it's to me it's up it's up an upside play. If Diggs is out and if he plays, then you're looking at him as a starting wide receiver. Where these other guys, to me, uh, aside from Emmanuel Sanders, are number three receivers. Okay, I just want to check one thing here because I want to see if he's in the projections. So if you go he to was your, last week, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're looking at wide receiver, because the reason I bring it up is if John Brown's not in the projections, then he might not get picked up. People might not think to pick him up. And that means maybe you, you should prioritize Russell Gage or something ahead of him. If you're in a CBS league, I don't not or seeing him it, right now. If, if, if it's your title game, you probably have multiple players on your bench that you know you're for sure not starting. Right. So you can go and get both of them. And if you want to put Brown first on your waiver wire priority, just so no one else in your league can get them or whatever, then go ahead. And then you've got two receivers, and then you just start the one who's healthy. All right. Uh, let's go to Jamie. Who are the best tight ends to pick up this week? It's Higby and Hooper for me. Um, you know, you, you saw both of them score last week. Both have very good matchups this week. Uh, Higby scored in two of his last four, two of his last three. Uh, so maybe he's getting hot at the end of the season again, like he did last year. I don't expect it to be the same thing because at this point last year he was amazing. But um, taking on a Seattle defense that's you know really been bad against tight ends, they couldn't stop Logan Thomas last week, so he's in a good spot. And then Hooper gets the Jets. As we know, they've been miserable against tight ends, including Higby last week. So both guys, if you want to gamble, have good opportunities to – beat up on some defenses that have really struggled with tight ends all year long. The the Jets are like the Cardinals now. They're that bad against tight ends. Yep. It's really amazing. Yep. So you like Higby better than Hooper? I've gone back and forth on both. I think just Higby's a little bit more involved in his offense. Hooper is so touchdown or bust at this point. Um, it would not surprise me if he scores, but that could be two catches for six yards and a touchdown. That's just kind of the stat line that he's been giving you. And Dave, I think it completely helps Higby that Akers is out. Because if that run game can't get going, they're going to have to lean on other guys to help move the chains, and Higby's a perfect one for that. Yeah, Schrager just got me Tyler Higby's snap count, snap share, last three weeks. 83% or more. Mm -hmm. Three straight weeks. I believe Everett left last week for a brief He had a concussion. He was checked for a concussion. He passed the protocol. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's three straight weeks, 83, 87, 84% snap share. They are going more to tight ends lately. But I think some of that is a byproduct of them running the ball more. Yeah. I'd like to know what his route percentage Um, is. Maybe Schrager can come up with that. He's pretty good at this kind of stuff. All right. Eh, We'll see. (laughs) What about uh, a third guy if I can't get Hooper or Higby? I look at Aikens. I mean, you know, the Bengals have been bad against tight ends for the majority of the season. He just had five targets. So hopefully he has an opportunity here once again uh, to, you know, be a target, op- uh, be an option for Deshaun Watson. It's not a great week for for the guys past those two because the other option that, that you know, stands out to me would be um, would be Smythe just in case there's a, a chance Gusecki is out because the Raiders have been bad against tight ends. But in terms of, like, the guys that are under 65%, now obviously George Kittle should be, picked up just in case he starts. You should still see if Logan Thomas was out there in one of our leagues. I was shocked. Uh, our magazine league, Logan Thomas was still available last week. So people may have dropped Noah Fant as well, coming off a strong game. Great matchup this week against the Chargers. So there are some guys that could be available in terms of that range. But in terms of the range that we typically talk about, to me, it's Higby, Hooper, and really nobody else. 
Dave, do we like any streaming DSTs this week? The Cardinals are my favorite of the ones that are available in more than 40% of CBS leagues. If the Bears are still out there, then you can grab them. They're available in 38%. But Cardinals, I'll take the chance on the Texans against this Bengals offense. Um, Chargers, Panthers. Arizona's my favorite against the 49ers, especially if there's no uh, Mullins under center. Right, and that's a possibility. It might be better if Mullins under center. Maybe. He maybe yeah very turnover. But I'll I'll, I'll take the Cardinals either way. 49ers are giving up tons of points to opposing DSTs. Are there any DSTs that we'd normally start that we would start say the Bears or the uh, or the Cardinals over? Steelers. Yeah, Steelers against the Colts. You'd you'd start the Bears and would you start the Cardinals over the Steelers? Yep, I would. Yeah, interesting. What about the Rams? I the Texans over Steelers too. About the Rams at Seattle. I've got the Rams one spot behind the Steelers, and I've got I the Texans the Rams behind the them. So Cardinals or Rams? Sorry, Cardinals. And Bears or Rams? Bears. Bears. And who do you like Bears, better? Cardinals, Steelers, Rams for me. Sounds like Jamie likes the Rams over the Steelers. Yes. What about Seahawks? Well behind them. Not too far behind them, but behind them. Okay. It'd be interesting to see what the Seahawks... They've had such an easy schedule lately. See what they do against the Rams. I wish they would flex that game. But Tennessee at Green Bay is pretty good for Sunday night. That's not bad. We'll take. That's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. Should be fun. Got some teams are really stepping up now. Tennessee's There's going to be great. people who, who check their fantasy scores going into Sunday night, and they're like, yes, I'm up 15. Yeah. And then they look and they see they're playing against <laughs> Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers. I, I was up. Done. I, I was down. Excuse me. I was down. Uh, in a league that's PPR with very heavy scoring for DSTs. I was down 100 points going into the 4 o'clock games on Sunday. And uh, Wait, I still Guess had, who he had? Was, Jalen Hurts. I had Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> but I was against the Rams defense. This was, this was factoring in the 100 points. We start with 25 points on defensive scoring. And I'm like, there's no chance. The Rams are going to slaughter the Jets. This is how I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't look uh, through the first half. Now, obviously, I'm watching the game, so I'm seeing Hurts, you know, do well. I saw Kelsey score. I see Hopkins is doing okay. Um, and so halftime, I check. And at that point, I cut it to 50. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I got a shot if, if this keeps up. There's no way Hurts going to keep doing this. And, you know, Hopkins hadn't scored at that point. Um, and Kelsey had kind of petered off a little bit. And then I check again after the third quarter, and now I cut it to 20. And so now I'm texting with the guy and I said, man, this is a great, and we're, we're clearly like the, the, the semifinal off the charts. The other one is much more low scoring. We both would have won easy. And so I'm texting with him. This is uh, Brett Tresky, Dave. It's uh, the uh-huh. softball. BT, yeah. Uh, former, former, CBS BT. Sports, sports, former sports line employee from way back in the day. Um, so I'm texting with him, he's like, oh, you're going you're gonna to catch me. This is awful. And I, I ended up beating him by 20. <laughs> it was just wow. Like, such, <laughs> what such a ridiculous. After Hopkins had the long... Uh, reception. I forget oh. how long it was, but down the left sideline. Yeah, um, touchdown. He texts right? me, goes, "Congrats." Oh, <sighs> that's uh, that's going to eat at him for months. That's a choke. Yeah. He choked, man. He should feel really bad about that. He did a horrible. hundred points. I was like, he "Oh my choked. god, I'm getting destroyed." <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, any kickers to pick up? Yeah, Ryan suck up. You know, because a lot of people dropped him. Um, Detroit gives up a lot of production to kickers. If you're willing to risk it, Cody Parkey. Uh, Jets, I think, are number one in fantasy points allowed to kickers. At least they were last week. 
And uh, Fairbairn taking on the Bengals, home game. Uh, don't worry about weather. And you know that the Texans offense will probably move the ball against the Cincinnati defense. Cool. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Cincinnati 27, Pittsburgh 17, and then more waiver wire debates for you here on Fantasy Football Today. If we have time, I'll try to read some emails as well. We'll be right back. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Cincinnati with a 10-point win over Pittsburgh. I think it dawned on me... I... I don't know. I still kind of felt like at halftime that the Steelers were going to win. I'm not sh- I'm not I sure. thought they were for sure going to win when they came out on fire in the third quarter. Yeah, when Deontay Johnson caught the touchdown, I was like, okay, it's over. I, I, they were so bad yesterday. They were so but bad. But you, you never count out Ryan Finley's rushing abilities. <laughs> Their defense is so beaten up, Pittsburgh. Yep. It's, you know, like... Going into week 16, when I saw a few of my, my championship teams, I thought I was going to, I'm like, oh, well, John Taylor's going to have a good game, but not a great game. And then they lost another linebacker, and it's just like they they can't stop anybody against the run. Well, I mean, to be fair, they did pretty well against the Giovanni, 25 carries for 83 yards, but he had, he scored two touchdowns. Let's talk about Giovanni Bernard, because he might be available. No, let's not. Yes, let's, let's not talk, talk about him. him. He you, got, you guys do it. He I'm got mad. all the work, and he's at Houston this week. That's a tremendous matchup. Come on. So talk about it. You, you don't have to love him, but you have to talk about him. Yeah, he's, he's in the flex conversation. You know, I, I would take all the guys that we're talking about here over him, including Benny Snell, including Daryl Henderson, um, you know, guys that have a little bit tougher matchups because at least you know their workloads will be consistent. Uh, there's wait, also a chance you, don't make back. He returned to practice last week. You don't think Giovanni Bernard is going to have a bigger role than Daryl Henderson? He probably will, but Mixon, Mixon returned to practice last week. If they decide to play him, who knows? Um, I just don't want to trust the Bengals. That's kind of what it comes down to. I'm sure Dave probably yeah. feels the same way. You know, Bernard is just uh, uh, a guy who's let us down more times than not. This was a very surprise performance, you know, for for the Bengals, obviously, but for Bernard mostly. And part of it is, I think, them playing with the lead helped. I don't think they're going to be playing with the lead against the Texans, even though the Texans aren't great. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise performance. <laughs> and not trusting the Bengals is a good fantasy strategy. How about, Dave, how about trusting the Steelers? How many of them are you going to trust this week against the Colts? I'm okay with Snell if Connor doesn't play. It sounds like there's a chance Connor could play. So you got to keep an eye on that, and you just got to wait and see. Deontay Johnson is clearly Ben Roethlisberger's favorite receiver. Look at the targets. Even last week when he was benched for almost two quarters, he still had seven targets in the game. So he's an easy start, especially in PPR. Having the guts to start Juju or Claypool at this point, though, could be a little bit tougher. I guess Juju you could probably make the case for as a low-end number two receiver 
and Claypool is a boom bust flex. All right, and that's that's the end of that chapter. There were so many good movies on last night. So that's I will say though, I'm sorry, before I you go there, the Adam, uh, Higgins and Boyd. I'm sorry, Higgins and AJ Green. If you're completely stuck, Higgins obviously is the better of the two by far. But if Boyd's out with the concussion, that's a miserable secondary that they're playing and probably chasing points. And so, you know, if you're desperate for a number three receiver in deeper leagues or a flex option, I would look at Higgins if he was dropped and even AJ Green if you're stuck. Okay, I was about to talk about movies. And you Sorry. brought it back to fantasy football. That's ridiculous. But no, this is my I hate the Steelers. I just really wanted to watch The Dark Knight Rises because I can't, I cannot not watch. If that movie is on, I have to watch it. Dubain. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I just, it's just so, it's so great. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up. You are I'm not a doing fantasy it. manager. You're a fantasy manager. I can't do it anymore. I cannot do impressions and anymore. That's why it's good. That's why you should. Do I've been it. working you're on my Elmo. No, you listen. You listen, and you do what I tell you. You're a fantasy manager. <laughs> Jamie talking to Adam like he talks to his kids. Do you and feel you're like Bane. you're in charge? Yes. There you go. You're a fantasy <laughs> manager, and you're Bane, and you're staring across at the Steelers, who are Batman, in the in the dungeon, and whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And you go say, ahead, it. no, I, dude, I can't. You just do did it. it. It was good. Yeah, but I was I can't I, I can't do it. I just I'm not comfortable. You know what might bring you back is if you just the line that you say. I was wondering line, what I can't yeah. do it. I can't. I, like, yeah, just I can't start with get I was there. wondering. Just start. With I can't I was get wondering. there. No, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Like, you can't say I was wondering. I was just wondering what would break first, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Your spirit? No, I can't do it. I just like I don't have it anymore. I used to be good at oh. impressions. I'm just not good anymore. But Somebody shattered your confidence. No, it's me. I, I don't. I can't do it anymore. What do you think about my Elmo? Uh, dude, oh, not, this is gonna hurt. No, I, I can't do it anymore. I, I just like now. I'm, I'm just nervous about Elmo. But I've been doing a lot of Elmo, and it's pretty good. And cook. I have a pretty good cookie monster as well. And I that's, am too. That's my, my life. Now. Bought a bunch of Oreos, <laughs> and they're half gone because of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, waiver wire. Um. Drew Brees, if Drew Brees is available, are you picking him up or Hertz or is Hertz ahead of everyone? Hertz is ahead of everyone. Yes. All right. Is Hertz uh, top five this week for you? Yes. I currently have him fifth. He may fall as far as seventh. Okay. So then let's do Drew Brees versus either Baker Mayfield or Mitchell Trubisky. Who would you go with? Brees. I currently have Breeze one spot ahead of Trubisky and three spots ahead of Mayfield. How many of He's them would you start? Oh, I'm sorry. How many of them would you start over uh, uh, Russell Wilson? I would start Hertz and I would start Breeze and I'm um, considering Baker. I've got Hertz, Breeze, and Mitch all ahead of Russ Wilson and I'm considering Baker over Russell Wilson too. Where do you have Wilson? Right now, see what the number is. The number for me is 13. Lucky 13. Now I'm about to sing the number of the day song from Sesame Street. Uh, all right. What if um, Philip Rivers is available at Pittsburgh? Any interest? No. no. Tua Vailoa. He just doesn't throw a lot, but you know the Raiders stink. So thoughts on Tua? If he gets his guys back, he's much more interesting if Kaseki yep. and Parker play. But like you said... They should be able to win this game with Mariota on the other side. And I think this is a uh, uh, not a huge game for Tua, but a, a game if you're stuck and you need a fantasy quarterback, then he's okay in that regard. Tua or Roethlisberger? 
Because that I'm I'm going. I've got Roethlisberger higher. That's one I'm going to look at this week. Tua, but that's how far Roethlisberger's falling for me. Yeah. What about Andy Dalton or Roethlisberger? Dalton. I have Roethlisberger. I'll probably stick with that. Okay. So is Roethlisberger? Um, are, are your rankings updated right now? Mine no, are not. They are not. Okay. Then never mind. Uh, all right, so Mariota is also an option. You know, the Dolphins are really good. They're fourth best against quarterbacks. Mariota was right. fantastic last week, but hard to uh, hard to expect that. But that's who you're turning to if you're in a deeper league. And Hertz was already picked up. Trubisky and Mayfield were already picked up. This is who's left is Mariota. Yeah, I would take Dalton over him. I would take two over him. Um, like you said, Adam, they've been amazing against quarterbacks in their last five games, six games, excuse me. Uh, only one quarterback over 11 fantasy points, and that was Mahomes, who had 21. So, you know, down Renfro already. It's uh, down Ruggs if he's not able to play. Um, I don't think there's there's much Mariota can do in this matchup. Where do you anticipate ranking Matthew Stafford if he plays against Tampa Bay? Still low. Not top 12, but ahead he's of Roethlisberger. He's just, he's just too much of a liability to leave the game early. Just so injured. Yep. Um, what about Gardner Minshew? You know, it, nope. why not? Because they stink. He's he's like a solid twenty-ish. You know, he scored nineteen points against Baltimore. That's not bad. He scored twenty-two or more points in five of seven starts. And the Bears, they're not that good against quarterbacks. So not it's not, true. Not interested. All right. Do you? I mean, in two quarterback or super flex leagues, you're starting Gardner Minshew. In one quarterback leagues, if you got this far. I'd rather play Mariota. I feel like Andy Dalton is like safe for 18 to 21. So he's been right around that pretty much each of the last three or four games. Right. I kind of think Minshew does have a little bit more upside than Dalton this week. All righty. Let's go to the running backs. If uh, you see Zach Moss, how would you feel about that? Dave Richard? I'd say, hey, Zach, what's up? Yeah. Dap him up. See if he wants to go get, you know, bite to eat or something like that, because I'm always eating. Um, oh, you're talking fantasy? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he's like number three running back, not somebody I'd be super excited about. If I could take a, a total detour here, thinking about Dave seeing someone, you uh, had a very nice tweet about Kevin Green. and I did. Yeah. Would you like to share? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Kevin Green came to one of our fantasy football shows. He was a guest. He was a speaker there back when we were doing fantasy shows. Jamie loved those um, like four or five a year. And uh, he loved football and he even loved like sitting in front of a bunch of dudes in some sports bar in Miami, a hundred dudes talking football and was coaching them up on, you know, the differences between three, four and four, three and, you know, what, what he looks for in a good defense, stuff like that. But he was totally engaged and into it and smiling and taking pictures with fans. And like for a day, I got to know Kevin green a little bit and it was exciting because I watched this maniac play on Sundays <laughs> when I was a kid and uh, fast forward to going to the hall of fame two years ago for the King of classic draft. And uh, his bust is unlike any other bust because of his hair. And it just, it stands out when you're in the the gallery of heroes. So uh, it, it was cool to meet him, cool to know him for a day. And uh, I'm really sad he's gone. He was, he was somebody that made a difference in, in pro football. 
what I didn't realize is that he only played three years with the Steelers. In my mind, he's like a mm-hmm. lifetime Steeler. He actually played most of his career with the Rams, finished with the Panthers. But yeah, Hall of Fame linebacker Kevin Green. Very sad to see the news yesterday. And that was a good story. Man, that's too young. Yeah, terrible. Um, all right. He was uh, also a good wrestler. Yeah, that's right. I'm wrestled sure. in WCW. Had a match with Steve McMichael that got a lot of attention. He he lived a life, man. He lived a life. It's he he should have lived a lot more. It's sad he's gone. As far as the other running backs go, I you know Sony Michelle, if you know against Buffalo, if uh, Damian Harris is out, would you rather have Sony Michelle or yes, the other guy, Daryl Henderson? Henderson. <laughs> it's close to non PPR though. How about, I agree, but I'd still rather have Henderson. If we're in a deep league, Jarek McKinnon, Daryl Williams, who's better? I think I took uh, Williams. You take the upside of Daryl Williams. Um, unless, you know, Wilson's out. Uh, I, I will go back to Moss for a second, though, because you've seen what New England's run defense has been the last two weeks. And the last time these two teams met, he went for 81 yards and two touchdowns against them. So you could do worse than Zach Moss this week. How about the Jaguars? <laughs> Sony Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Jaguars running backs and Frank Gore going up against Cleveland? So, like, it's honestly been three pretty good games recently for Frank Gore and a ton of work. Yeah, Gore. What's that? I'd go Gore over a Jaguars running back. Yeah. But would you go Gore over Daryl Henderson? No. Nope. Okay. And we're not interested in Nito Smith. All right. No. Wide receivers. So let's take a look at the guys who might be available in your leagues, but they are rostered in more than 65% of leagues. And tell me who you like. Tell me how much you like them. Zero to 10 on the Addo meter. T. Higgins going up against Houston. Six. Five. Curtis Samuel at Washington. Six. Five. Marquise Brown against the Giants. Seven. Sounds good. Nelson Aguilar against the Dolphins. Six. 3.7. Yeah, without Mariota. I don't know. It's not as good. Or with Mariota, you mean? Without, yeah, without Carr. Without Carr, with Mariota. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. to throw to besides Waller. He got and eight Mario targets. cool with that, game. apparently. Yeah, he still got eight targets against uh, against the Chargers. Just wasn't good with them. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders going up against Minnesota on Christmas. Seven. Jamie, did you say a number? Nine. Nine. Kiki QT against the Bengals. Eight. Six point eight. All right. So it sounds like Sanders, Marquise Brown, and Kiki QT are our favorites there. Marquise Brown's been on fire. Three straight games with a touchdown. Then he didn't have one last week, but he had 98 yards against Jacksonville. It's not an easy matchup per se, but I doubt he will be shadowed by James Bradbury. So, yeah, he's looking good right now, finishing strong, going to give us a lot to think about going into 2021, that's for sure. Other than that, we got John Brown. We got Russell Gage. We've got uh, Lynn Bowden and Chad Hansen. They've been good. Jamie, how do you feel about Bowden and Hansen? If there's no Parker, Gusecki, or Grant, I love Lynn Bowden this week because the Raiders stink. And so it's a great opportunity for him, much easier matchup than he had last week. So, you know, flex because he could play running back as well. So keep that in mind if you're stuck at running back too. But uh, the nice thing is you'll know about the Dolphins' status earlier because their game is on Saturday. So if you have to make any decisions for any of your teams on Sunday. 
All right, talk to me about the giant. Oh, talk to me. Sorry about the Washington game in Carolina. Like, I, if I have Robbie Anderson, am I starting Russell Gage? Am I starting John Brown? Am I starting Chad Hansen over Robbie Anderson? I think the first two you should, if Brown plays, especially if Diggs is out, and then Gage as well. Dave, if I have Tyler Lockett, what am I doing this week? You can consider other options, but um, I'd probably just suck it up with Lockett. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the, the guys correct, that we're talking about on the way. The line. correct answer is you are sitting out and watching football because you are no longer in the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you could build a team and still have Tyler See, Lockett like, on it and play. I advanced in a couple no. leagues with Lockett. No, I'm just kidding. But Lockett against the Rams, I mean, oh boy, he's been bad for most of the last 10 or 11 weeks. and Sure, but if Wilson's going to be sensitive throwing at Jalen Ramsey, and if Ramsey's on DK Metcalf, that should mean a lot of targets for Lockett. What did he do last time? I don't remember. I don't think it was very good. It wasn't an Arizona game. I know that. Let's see. Let's check the old game log here. It's like five for 66. What was it? Five for 66. I don't like it. And that's one of his better games recently. See? Good old 11 PPR points. <laughs> give, yourself, give yourself the option. He did have nine targets. He had nine targets, right. Um, if the Eagles are going to... If Jalen Hurts is going to be our top quarterback, obviously he's going to run, but the Cowboys have given up uh, 92 yards or a touchdown to a wide receiver in every game. Who's it going to be, Jamie, for the Eagles? Well, Jalen Jalen Rager's hurt, so you got to keep an eye on that if he doesn't play. And Rager led them in targets last week, so then it becomes the mess of Greg Ward, Quez Watkins, and... Alshon Jeffrey, I would probably lean toward Ward just because he had the two touchdowns and the targets were basically the same. It was like five or six for each of those guys. So I would just prioritize Ward if you're uh, if you're in a deeper league and then maybe look at Jeffrey and Watkins as well. But uh, he seems to have a connection with Ward who he also threw a touchdown to in, uh, I believe, the game we came in for Wentz two weeks ago. Yes, that's true. Um, and I agree with you, but I did notice that Alshon was getting a couple of like more than a couple. I think it was like three or four deep ball targets. He's just running a sideline go route and drew up defensive pass interference on one, caught another one. So there's there's appeal with Alshon there too. Not that I would want to start him. He would be behind Ward for me. Darnell Mooney is a deep league option. Jaguars are terrible against wide receivers. Sure is. And then I got to ask you about Kendrick Bourne. Richie James got hurt. And Bourne only had four targets, but he caught all of them for 86 yeah, yards. Bourne, the I don't Bourne had so. a Hail Mary on That's the last true. play of the That's, game. That is true. The Hail Mary catch on the last play. Kind of pumped up but, his stats. But no, yeah, it's really the Richie James injury. And who is an injury? If Kittle doesn't play, if Richie you James doesn't play. You might get 10 PPR points out of Kendrick Bourne. Okay. Well, I thought we had to say his name. I'm glad we did. Tight ends. Now, this is roster percentages are just so weird this time of year. I can't imagine there are too many leagues where Mike Kosicki and Logan Thomas and Noah Fant are available. But Jamie just said Logan Thomas was available last week and he's coming off a great in one of his leagues. He's coming off a 13 catch, 101 yard performance. So it's how do you sit him? The Panthers have been horrible against tight ends lately. Uh, Gasicki would obviously be a good start at Las Vegas. How would you feel about Noah Fant at the Chargers uh, this week? They've allowed 10 touchdowns to tight ends. It's third most in the NFL. Uh, Noah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. He's top 12. He is, yeah. especially in PPR. It was he good to see him involved week. last week. Great. And Drew Locke was looking for him. His matchup's good, like you said. So uh, you could buy back in. 
Yeah, he had seven catches for 47 yards in the first meeting against the Chargers. We like Higby and Hooper. If you can't get them, you look at Jordan Aikens. And Jamie mentioned Durham Smythe for the Dolphins if uh, Gasicki's out. What about the guys who were the flavor of the week last week? Cole Komet at Jacksonville, Irv Smith at New Orleans. Any interest there? <laughs> okay. Uh, the Dawson- thing that concerns me about, and, and you could obviously make the case with with Baker, but with Trubisky, I mean, they're actually running the ball. And and yeah. that's, you know, last week, 32 carries for David Montgomery was amazing. I see him doing the same thing this week. Yeah. Dawson Knox, Dan Arnold. Knox is at New England. Dan Arnold has San Francisco. Both those teams are great against tight ends. Are they sits? No, thanks. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean... I think at this point, it, it, it's kind of, like I said, it's, it's Hooper or Higby if those guys are available, and then you're just kind of crossing your fingers with some of these other other guys if you're stuck. Like, Herb Smith might be interesting again um, if you want to take that chance to go that route with him, but the fact that they didn't feature him more was a little frustrating. Yeah, Conklin had too much work there. And there's one more guy, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz had seven targets, two catches, 69 yards, He's facing Dallas. They've been a lot better against tight ends lately. But what do you? What's your interest level on Ertz? Sixty-five percent rostered. Dave, not very high. He had he had a couple of big catches last week, but uh, I, I don't think he's ever going to get back to that main target role in Philadelphia. Okay, I should probably put him third. He'd be better than Akins. Yeah, I mean, anybody would be better out. than Akins. Well, Akins gets. It's end zone. If Akins keeps dropping touchdowns, he dropped two against the Lions. He dropped one against the Bears. We'd probably be thinking about him a lot differently if he caught those. Uh, and Jared Cook is also something like Ertz or Cook. 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 Uh, Ertz. Cook. Ertz. All right. DSTs. Bears. Texans. Cardinals. Bears are at the Jaguars. Texans get the Bengals. Um, this one really makes me nervous though because like Houston has been so bad. All year, they were bad against the Jaguars. They were bad against the Patriots. They were bad at the Bears. They were good one time against the Jaguars. But I don't know. How do you balance this? I know it's a great matchup. But, man, there's such a bad defense in the Texans. All right. Well, you have to think about it. And then uh, the Cardinals. Dave likes the Cardinals a lot. They've been good in three of their last four games. They have 14 sacks in their last two games against the Giants and Eagles. And the Niners have been a very good matchup lately. Ryan Suckup, Cody Parkey, Kaimi Fairbairn are your kickers. We have a little bit of time. I'm going to read some emails, guys, if you wouldn't mind. I was not prepared for this, so just give me a moment. Let me let me uh, get those emails Please out. read in a Bane voice. Please read in a Bane voice. Please read in a Bane voice. So how are you guys doing? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Cool. All right. Just need like... Okay, here we go. From Christopher. Uh, all right. Jeff Wilson, this PPR. Jeff Wilson, Tony Pollard, and Jared J- uh, and JD McKissick, pick two in PPR. Wilson, Pollard, McKissick. Pollard, Wilson, McKissick. Okay, I might put in PPR. I'd probably put. Would I put McKissick over Wilson? Pollard would for sure be there. I think I'd do it. Okay, and a DST: Rams, Browns, Cardinals, Bills. Browns. Browns. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland. Okay. Just like you knew it was going to be at the beginning of the year. 
Let's see what else we got from Ryan. Um, all right, Ryan from the home of of the walleye and mud hens. So Toledo. Yes, that sounds right. My twenty year, my twenty plus year CBS league has used the highest scoring teams advancing to the next round in all playoff weeks. I think I like that. I think I like that. It happened to me this week. I was the second highest scoring team, and I'm not moving on. Um, as Chris stated on Monday's show, that uh, that should be considered as an option for leagues. No, Chris, I said that. That's me, baby. <laughs> what um, did Chris say? I don't remember what Chris said. I think Chris and Ben were anti. Maybe, Chris, Ben, you were there. You were paying attention. What did Chris say? Chris liked it. I'm yeah. against it. It's not how any playoff system works in any competition you'll ever see. If your fantasy league is points scored and you're not playing head-to-head each week, then that's how your playoff should be. But if you're playing head-to-head each week like a normal fantasy league, then so should your playoffs. Okay. All right. There wasn't really a question. There was just that comment. From Matt in Toronto. Um, no, I don't want to read this one. See, this is what happens when I don't prepare. I'm going to save this one for a later date. It's The question is, what is your dream league setup? I want some starter sits right now. Let's see if this is starter sit. Okay, here we go. This is from Travis in city in mid Michigan, Dave. Oh God, mid Michigan. I don't know if I can come up with anything. So let's just go with Grand Rapids, which is definitely not mid Michigan. Dear Brian, Kirk, Jeff, and Connor. I don't know. Are those Michigan State quarterbacks or something? Could be. Maybe Wilson or Tannehill. I think it is. Uh, you get point yeah. two points for passing first down. Does. Yeah, Tannehill. Andrews or Hawkinson? Half PPR. Andrews. Andrews. Hilton, Parker, DJ Moore. Uh, DJ I think Moore. Moore is who I'm going to take of the three. Hopefully you can start Hilton too. Travis is playing his girlfriend, so it's a big, big week for him. And so he's going to lose either way. One more from BT. Uh... Nope, this is not a question. Tonight I was down by 8.32 points with the Browns' defense left to play. I didn't get it until the last minute of the fourth quarter with a sack. The final was 162.54 to 161.86. Damn, one on a sack in the last minute. That's awesome. Congratulations to BT. That is big time, BT. That's it for us. For Dave, Jamie, and Ben, I'm Adam. Thanks a lot for listening. The Browns rewarded... The Browns rewarded people this week, but left them disappointed the week before. Refresh my memory. Yeah, they had the safety at the end of the game. Oh, that's stupid. Remember Landry for the safety? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Now I do. Now that you reminded me, I remember. <laughs> All right, that's it, everybody. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you on Twitch tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a little Dynasty talk, a little tough call for Week 16 talk. You know the drill. See you then.